What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Once again, we're back in the building this week with Wrestling With My Thoughts. We apologize for the five-minute delay, but your boy was over here stressing out. Um, <laughs> what's going on, Kurt? How you doing, man? Good. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I can't complain um, outside of uh, stressing over this shit. Um, <laughs> uh, once Brandon joins us, ladies and gentlemen, I'll explain what I was talking about. Um, but, Kurt, how was your, uh, how was your trip, man? It was good. Nice and short. Everybody enjoyed the family. Cool, cool. Yeah, I'm looking at uh, possibly going to Denver um, in November to see the Broncos versus the Browns. Uh, cool. I found some upper bowl tickets that were like 50-something dollars. Um, so I'm thinking about doing that, but hadn't made up my mind yet. I still have to pay for airfare, so... Um, ideally, what I would like to do is fly out on a Saturday and then come back on a Monday. Yeah, um, absolutely. But weekend flights are expensive. So we'll see what happens, man. I don't know. What's going on, Brandon? Uh-oh. Is it is it Brandon this time? Can you hear us, Brandon? Uh-oh. Well. Let's give him a minute. <laughs> I think he got butt out. I do, like I literally just talked to him. What do we tell you guys all the time? Nothing but quality shit from the wrestling with my thoughts people. Oh, man. Anyway, folks, um, we've got a little bit to talk about today. Um, Say switching mics right now. Okay, okay. Um, Got a little bit to talk about today. It's really only two things we're going to cover today, but I think those two things are uh, more than enough to keep us busy for the amount of time we'll be on here. Um, For one, uh, Vince McMahon has had I won't say necessarily a uh, change of roles, but he he definitely lost one. Uh, Vince McMahon was removed uh, from WWE Creative, and uh, that was given to Triple H exclusively. So we'll be talking about that. Um, not only that, uh, this past week on uh, AEW Dynamite, Sting announced that his last match definitively his last match will be uh, in 2024 at AEW Revolution, which as of right now doesn't have a, uh, a date of when it's supposed to happen. But I think it's last couple of years it's happened in March or something like that. Um, hey, Phil. I'm sorry, fellas. Can y'all hear me now? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. All right. So I, 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 I don't mean to cut you off or nothing. I have no idea. That's so. I don't went and joined the bandwagon of buying a new mic, and for whatever reason, it sounded like I was listening. I was sitting. It sounded like I was swimming in the ocean for a second. I don't know why. <laughs> That's alright. So the only thing I was about to just switch my mic, and then in some kind of way, I hit the bottom of it, and then I started to hear y'all. So I was like, I guess I just need to twist it a little bit, and then bam, here we are. <laughs> yeah, those, those Yeti Max, uh, Yeti Max, Yeti mics, man. You got to make sure they're great mics. Don't get me wrong, they're great mics, but you got to make sure that they're plugged in, like. Firmly on the bottom. 
But, but the crazy part is when we just did the test, it was fine. So I was like, what in the hell? <laughs> I didn't touch anything. That's why I was just telling Kurt. I'm like, I literally just talked to him. So how was your week, Brandon? Actually, my week wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad at all. I can't complain. How was y'all? How was y'all's? Uh, mine was pretty good. good, man. Mine was pretty good. Got to uh, catch up with a with a friend that goes back to my days of living in Lakewood. Wow. Um, we, we've been in communication on Facebook off and on for the last several years, uh, but we physically haven't seen each other in over 30 years. Wow. So uh, we got together and, and uh, had a bar to eat at Truett's Luau. Uh, shout out to Lakewood. Uh, that individual knows who they are, and um, I don't know how they feel about me saying their name on this podcast, so I won't say it, but um, yeah. I got treated to uh, to lunch, folks. It was good. I said, next That's time dope. it's on me. So, And then we sat there for like an hour after that talking, um, catching up on everything, man. And so that was good. So um, all in all, I had a good week, went to the doctor this week, had a physical. I should be getting my labs back within the next couple of days and see what's what. Um, and outside of that, everything was pretty kosher. Cool. Yeah. So, I mean, the only bad thing about this week is this page that I follow on TikTok. It's called Igolas. It's a soul food restaurant down in Hinesville, Georgia. And I just found out that they're getting ready to close at the end of November. Wow. Really? Yep. Man, so, we're going to have to go down there before they, before they close out. Yes, we do. Oh, you know about Igolas? Yes, I do. Yes, yes I so I, there's yes, one reason we yeah we gotta go. Like, we gotta just pick a weekend and go. Just make that drive. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Where's it at again? In Hinesville, Georgia. I think that's like Georgia. South Georgia. I think. Yeah. Oh shit! Y'all won't believe it. I was just trying to pull my pants up. I just ripped a hole in my pants. But um, God damn it, Roy! <laughs> that's, that's in style nowadays. So I guess I'll just continue rocking these bad boys. No, nah, don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. When I was in church, when I was in church today, and I went to grab my wallet, there was a hole in the in the back pocket of my pants, and I have no idea how that hole got back there. So nice. I guess there's somebody to tell. Hey, it's time for you to buy some new pants, buddy. <laughs> oh man, that's embarrassing when something happens like that and you don't know about it. Somebody has to tell you about it. Mm-hmm. Oh man, um, I was telling everybody when we first got on, uh, I apologize for the uh, five minute delay, but hey, we're a wrestling podcast and we kicked it off at 6.05, um, traditional TBS time, but Ron got some new toys and uh, Ron was stressing out trying to make sure that everything was going to work out all right um, with everything that I got now. I've got a new setup and it's going to take some getting used to. But I love the way this sounds. Um, I think I sound much better, but I picked up a Rodecaster Pro 2 uh, to use for the show and a Rodecaster pod mic. And I finally got everything set up. And this is the first time I'm using it. So I kind of stressed out when things when things weren't going quite how I wanted them to. And we were trying to do a test run. I just finally said, fuck it. We'll, we'll do this and see how it turns out. Um, yeah. Not, I was like, I actually bought this Yeti by accident. I literally just went to Best Buy to go get the little piece that I was missing last week because I couldn't find it. So I went and bought the little piece, and right next to it, I saw it, and I just looked. I said, dang, it's on sale. <laughs> 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 so I checked my account, and I said, well, I think I could do it this one time. Yeah, <laughs> just, just roll with it. Yeah, um, I, I said, you know, I'm okay. So I, said, I think I could do it this one time. So. so. 
Um, for those of you wondering, possibly wondering why we're recording on a Sunday, Kurt uh, took a little little trip up to South Kakalaki and uh, wanted to know if we could push back till Sundays. And uh, no problem. Um, life's about enjoying it, so go at it. Um, but Kurt said he wasn't aware that uh, Vince McMahon had been removed from creative services. Um, you didn't hear that news? Not, no, no, oh. not at all. I was busy on Friday. We left Friday late. And then I just been with the family this weekend. Brandon knows once we get with, get with his family. There's no TV involved. So No, <laughs> no TV and no TV when you try involved. when you try to no TV and when you try to leave, it takes two hours to leave. Cause you be like, all right, bye. You load it up and everything and then everybody stand outside and talk around the car for like an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> it that never that fails. And this was my so, mother-in-law first time seeing her newest grandchild, so I didn't want to be the party pooper and rush nobody. So, okay. yeah, okay, well, good, good. Hey, man, family always first, no problem there. Um, yeah, and this, uh, I don't know exactly what day the news broke, but it was like a few days after we recorded last. Um, and as I was putting notes together for the show, I found out a little bit more behind that. Um, kind of what was the precipice to all of that. Let me get those notes together here. See, this is where it's going to take some getting used to. Because I got my my laptop is in a whole nother place now. And I'm having a maneuver difficult. We'll get through it. So, um, but yeah, there was there was a little story behind it. Um, Ari Emanuel um, was interviewed at the Bloomberg Screen Time Conference. Um, I don't know what that is, but he was being interviewed for it. And during that interview, he addressed, um, he went into addressing the uh, 18% drop in stock price for TKO. Uh, It went from $100.85 per share down to $85.97 per share. Hmm. Um, He said there were three major factors um, in in that happening. And, And oddly enough, said that Vince McMahon was one of those three factors. Um, so that was kind of weird to read, but what I'm about to read is a direct quote, uh, from Ari Emanuel that was pulled from houseofwrestling.com. Definitely want to make sure we cite our sources. Uh, but the quote says here, let me get back to it. All right. Starting with the quote. So I would say to you, there's plenty of interest with raw right now. Emanuel stated, I know people were like, NBC, <clears throat> NBC is out of the the mix. I'm assuming referring to the fact that um, NBC is not going to get Raw or, or not going to be involved in Raw because SmackDown went to Fox. But um, continuing on with the uh, with the quote, and that's why it went down. He's saying that's why the stock went down. I think there's three things that happen. One, the reason of the stock the reason the stock is down is they thought Raw was the best package. I saw a 40% increase, which was in line with expectations, which was good. Two, the PFL, and I'm uh, my fault for not doing research on this. I think he's talking about the fight league. Um, but uh, he said, two, the PFL situation. And three, Vince McMahon. Uh, in our deal, uh, let's see. Number three, Vince and our deal wanted to be able to put at any point in time his stock 
He's 78 years old. He's been working at this for decades and decades. So I think those three back-to-back issues are, and it, the, the quote ends there, but attributed to the stock going down. Now, it sounds like I was fumbling around, and in some parts I was, but there's a, there's a reason that in one of those parts I sounded like I was kind of stumbling around. It's because according to ringsidenews.com, um, as Ari Emanuel was saying, put his stock up, it seemed like he was about to say for sale, but then interrupted himself and just completed that. He didn't complete that thought. Um, but taking what Ringside News said into account, it sounds like the fact that Vince or that the public knew that, that Vince had written into his contract that he could sell his stock at any time, even during a, a, a corporate blackout or what I think that's what it calls what it's called. But saying that that contributed to it, maybe like Vince didn't have company or didn't have confidence rather in the stock going forward. Um, so that's that's what Ari Emanuel said. Um, Kurt, what do you think about that? You you put any stock into what Ari Emanuel is saying about um, Vince possibly being a cause for the stock going down? You're on mute. You're on mute, right? I see that now. I just put, picked my phone. I'm sorry. So I, I was, <laughs> thought, I, thought I was talking. I would say yes because based off of when he was gone and he, when he came back, you tell the decline in the decision he was making. So I definitely believe that. Definitely. Okay. What about you, Brandon? You think uh, you think Vince himself factors into the stock going down at all? Absolutely. It's Vince McMahon. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Like it. 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 it, it, it here, here I go. Correlations and proficients and all that other shit. Yeah, when the big dog kind of steps to the side, yeah, that's that. Um, that's that. That's that teacher talk. But it's like when it. Uh oh. Uh oh. We lost you, bro. Oh no, I'm still here. I'm still here. All right, so <laughs> I'm, I'm still getting used to this mic. But no, like once when, when the big dog when the big dog goes down, then you know. Yeah, it usually it takes a dip, but then again, if the product is good, it's going to go right back up anyway. That's just how stocks work. So okay. it'll be it'll be back. I think um, it's it. I'm I'm on the fence about this one. Um, the reason I say that is because the stock was up, and Vince was involved at that time. Um, right when the merger happened, he was still involved. He was still heavily involved in creative. Um, now he did say when the uh, about the time the merger happened that he would he wouldn't be in the weeds so to speak uh, with the creative process. So maybe he already knew something, but I can definitely see him being a detriment um, just because of some of the things he's done. Um, he still has a pending investigation going on. Um, the feds did um, go to his house with a with a warrant, and uh, so I think that that may have left some. Uh, some concerns in people's minds and uh, you know, we'll see what happens with that. I, I just thought it was a very curious statement to make uh, when he said that, because I, I yeah. wouldn't think that the, um, that the boss of the whole damn thing would, <laughs> would say that the vice president or whatever Vince's role is now um, would be a cause for that. So, and, Let's see hmm. now. Let's talk about him being removed from the creative process. What I want to do is, I'm going to read directly from a uh, SE Scoops, I think it is, article. Give me one second. Let me get it brought up here. I should have already had that done. But nope, I'm stressing over new equipment. 
<laughs> oh man. Come on now. Now it's taking forever. Okay, yeah, it is SC Scoops. Um the title of it is Vince McMahon, quote, just an employee, unquote, after being removed from WWE creative. Um, McMahon, and then under that, it says McMahon won't be working on WWE, on the WWE creative team anymore. And the article was written, oops. Yeah, this is, hold on, I might have to move this shit closer, I'm blind. Um, <laughs> it was written by Thomas Lawson. Um, y'all forgive me. I'm, I'm I'm working with this new equipment, getting used to it. Uh, so it says Endeavor CEO Ari Emanuel oversaw Vince McMahon's removal from WWE's creative process, leaving the 78-year-old as quote just an employee unquote. Um, it's been claimed. In April, news broke that Endeavor were to acquire WWE as part of a 9.3 billion dollar deal. In September, the deal was finalized and TKO Group Holdings was launched, which includes uh, both WWE and UFC. During the announcement of the Endeavor deal, McMahon said he would not be, quote, in the weeds, unquote, of WWE's creative process and would take and would make very few changes. Uh, Despite this, McMahon was heavily involved with the much maligned post-WrestleMania Raw and has made changes to subsequent shows. <clears throat> I think that's it. Oh, no, here it is. Uh, another part of it, McMahon out of creative. Last week, it was reported that McMahon had been removed from WWE's creative team and that Triple H has been knighted by Endeavor as the unquestionable head of creative uh, during res- during Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer noted that Emmanuel had overseen McMahon's exit from creative. And I'll, I'll leave that off it there. Um, that, to me, uh, as a wrestling fan, that's, that's huge news. Um, and it was done by the CEO of the parent company. Um, I think it's a good move. Don't get me wrong, but it's, it's still huge news. Um, what do you think about it, Brandon? Do you have, well, first of all, have you noticed at all that there have been any changes in raw as of late? Cause supposedly triple H has been running things since the, uh, since the merger. Yeah. Um, I will say, even though I kind of, I watch raw like off and on just because of my, just because of my schedule, simply solely because of my schedule. But I've been watching off and on, but I do follow and things are becoming like more and more interesting. Like it's going back to when before the merger happened, when Triple H took over creative altogether. And Vince McMahon had to go away for a while or whatever. So I definitely noticed a change in both shows. Both shows are a little bit more enjoyable to watch. And so once they came out with that news, I wasn't surprised that, you know, because at some point in time, we, I, I, and I know, a lot of us kind of like, okay, Vince McMahon gonna be around forever. He's gonna run his thing forever. But nope, everybody. I mean, everything has an expiration date. So at some point in time in his life, yeah, he was he was gonna have to step aside, and now is that time. He's still a part of the company. I'm sure that he still has some type of influence over what's going on. But you know, at some point in time, he wasn't gonna, he was gonna have to relinquish that role one way or another. 
and this just happened to be the time. So, you know, it's going to be kind of weird for a minute because this is the constant that we have, most of us have experienced our entire lives. We never knew anything that was different. And so, yeah, it's going to be a, you know, it's going to be an adjustment. But I think at the end of the day, I was reading somewhere where somebody was like, you know, there needs to be a new voice. It's time for the old guard to kind of step aside and let the new guard kind of take over because society has changed. Like things are not the same way it was in 1997. Well, see, here, you know, here's uh, I'll say this and I'll, I'll kick it over to Kurt to see what his thoughts are. Um, here's kind of where I disagree with you. Um, I don't think he's going to have any say so over what's going on in, in the sense of day-to-day operations for WWE. No, 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 no. I wasn't saying that he was going to have say so at all. I'm saying that he, he would give his pointers. Like he'd be in like an advisory role or something like that. But like the power that he had, that's over with the amount of power that he had. That is totally over with. So I don't think that he's going to have anything just based on what we read and talked about. I don't think he's going to have anything to do with the day-to-day unless something really drastic happens and he has to take over. But I think that's over with. I think he's just going to kind of serve in an advisory role. And you'll probably see where in the programs where he's going to have this little bit of influence or whatever. And then, you know, it's just this, in other words, this is, this is, this, this is the way that Miss McMahon is going to kind of exit right off into the sunset. And then we're having the new guard take over. Because what if, I ain't trying to put nothing on nobody, but what would, what would, what what would that company have done? Say if something would have happened to Vince, and then okay, now everybody got to pick up the pieces. I think this is the perfect way to go. They'll just let it phase on out, and then bring in the new guard in to take over. And you know, Vince just serving in an advisory role, like in a lot of sports and companies. That's what a lot of the um folks that ran it for so long. That's what they ended up doing before. You know, it was. You know, they rolled off to the sunset. They retired or whatever. So, Kurt, what's your thoughts? I think uh, you can't say the shows have gotten better the last few weeks. So, um, and I think that's due to Triple H. But I do, I do agree with Brent. I think um, at some point in time, Vince is just gonna just fade away, and he might even sell his stock and just be done with all of it. I think if he came to be in, to just be the man like he's always been, he don't know his role but to be that and to not be in control and have power and, and not be the last, you know, person to say yes or no. I think his ego is too big to just be in the in the shadow and the bystander and not have any say so. So I don't think he'd just stay around and do that for a long time. Yeah, thank thank you for saying that because I and I'm not being funny when I say this, but I lost my train of thought when I was saying when Brandon interrupted me. Um, Sorry. No, 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 it's cool. Um, but uh, but what I was saying is like I don't even I don't think he's going to give pointers. Um, I don't think he's going to be. You know, I think it would be. I really think he's going to try, but I don't think it's going to have any bearing. Okay. If that make any sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. So I just think things are going to be different. Um, Actually, yeah, totally agree. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, yeah. We, I totally. think we can all. I think we can all. The three of us can agree on that. Totally agree. It's going to be different. And, but I, I think that now, I think that now is now is the perfect time. Yeah, I, I totally. Yeah, absolutely. I absolutely. Think, I think that different um, in this case means better. Um, if you go back and look at pre-colorized 
uh, what is psychedelic NXT. And you look at what was going on in NXT. They were putting on a better weekly show than Raw or SmackDown at that point. And Triple H was the person in charge of that. Now, from what I understand, the breakdown of uh, responsibility is uh, it's Triple H. He's the head of creative, and his right-hand man is going to be Bruce Pritchard. Now, I think a, a real telltale sign of everything will be how Bruce reacts to that as well. Because, you know, Bruce is a, is a Vince loyalist to a fault. Um, so it, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Uh, it's definitely going to be different. Um, I, and, and like I said, I think in this case, uh, different is going to be good. Um, I do agree with, with some of what you said, Kurt, that it's, it's going to be a test of Vince's ego of whether or not he can actually just kind of, you know, sit on his hands, so to speak, and, and not have his fingerprints all over this. Um, and by this, I mean, WWE, uh, because he has done it forever. Um, but then again, he was cool with the sale because Vince McMahon does not own WWE anymore. Um, like the Fertitas don't own uh, UFC anymore. So since he was willing to give up that control, maybe he's cool with riding off into the sunset with, with no hand in creative. Um, yeah, but it's okay. I think that was due to the, how much money he was going to make. What, from the sale? Yeah, from oh, from yeah, the merch. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I think you know. So, but I still think in his, in his mind, because of the who he is and just the person he is, he still thought even with his merger, I'm still gonna have some say so, being delusional, knowing that he really was not gonna have any say so at all. Yeah, it, it'll it'll be interesting to see. Um, I have, absolutely. I have noticed little changes here and there uh, in the show. I noticed like things seem to be more coherent. They seem to be flowing smoother. Um, uh-huh. There's little changes here and there that, that we're, it's, you know, I always say like, it's the little things that, that can make or break a show sometimes. And I think it's the little things that they're doing very well right now. Um, yeah. And I, I think that's directly attributed to, uh, to triple H. Yeah. I agree. I agree hundred percent. Now let me ask you you guys this. Um I have nothing to to you know speculate from on this, like no articles, nothing. This this thought just popped in my head. Um what do you think is going through the minds of Stephanie and Shane? Um those two in particular, and I'll get to Linda in just a minute. Um, but what do you think is going through the minds of Shane and Stephanie Kurt? I don't think Shane care at all. And I think Stephanie is fine as long as Triple H is there. And she did really I don't think she cared either. I think she I think she at some point she wanted to be a part of it. But then I think overall I think she got tired of it. That's just my honest my opinion. I could be wrong, but I that, that's what I just think. What about you, Brandon? I agree with Kurt. Um, I don't think either one of them really give a shit at this point. They got other things that they want to do outside of the WWE, and they have the opportunity to do that now, and that's what they're doing. <clears throat> I know that, of course, you know, they don't mind, you know, coming back, you know, to help out or make an appearance or anything because, you know, this is all of them, this is the part of their life, so it's never going to go away. But 
Yeah, that would be interesting. But, um, yeah. That'll be interesting in and of itself. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Brandon. Go ahead. No, you're not. No, no, no. You straight. That's pretty much my point. Like, I don't think they really care that much to where it's like, oh, my God. But, you know, they kind of know that they wanted to do other things as they should. And so, you know, as long as, you know, as long as they know that the company is in good hands, I think they're fine. Yeah, I I think that, and again, this is pure speculation on my part. I, I certainly have uh, no no inside knowledge. But I, I agree with both of you on Shane. Um, I think since Shane walked away the first time to go do his own thing and was successful at it as well, um, I think that, that should be noted. But I, 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 I think he is like, you know, what is, what is. I think he got really frustrated with being sent home that time. But, you know, part of that was his fault. A lot of that was his fault, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he was frustrated over that. So he's he might just have that fucking attitude. Um, Stephanie, I think, is a little different. Um, because the way I saw it, it, it was like Stephanie was being groomed to be the heir apparent to Vince. Um, She never left the company. She's worked for that company since she was like 15 years old. Yeah. Um, She'd never worked any place out, any place else. And I, I think that when Vince came back, I think the reason she left was a couple of things. One, she knew the sale was going to happen and wasn't happy about that because the, the it, w- it was a family business. It was a publicly traded company, so the McMahons didn't own it per se, but it was still a family business. And she knew the sale was going to happen, and I think that pissed her off because she was supposed to be, or at least, again, I'm speculating, that's what she was seemingly being groomed for, to be Vince's heir apparent. And then also, I think, she got really disgusted with her father over the uh, sexual misconduct allegations. Um, And I I think that just left a sour taste in her mouth. Now I'm sure, well, not I'm sure I know she's very well taken care of financially and, and triple H is still making money. Um, But I I just think that she might be one. And when I say this, I don't mean it necessarily the way it's going to sound, but I think she might be the one that's bitter. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think Shane really cares. I mean, I think he cares in the sense of like, damn, this was our family shit. This is this was our family name. Um, but outside of that, I don't think he's really, you know, whatever. Dad's gonna do what dad wants to do. I gave up a long time ago, sort of thing. So why am why why am I listening to this and I'm just thinking about that Jerry Buss and the LA Lakers? Say that again now? <laughs> I say I'm I'm listening to you, and I'm just thinking about Jerry Buss and the L.A. Lakers, and you know, and I'm I'm, I'm pissed that they oh, canceled my show with Jeannie taking over with Jeannie Buss. You know what I'm saying? Because you know I watched I, I watched that show, and I'm so pissed they canceled that show, but I knew that was coming. But um, <laughs> that's all I can literally think about because really, you know, Jerry wanted to pass it on to his sons. And I think Vince wanted to pass WWE, the WWE off to Shane. Shane was like, nah, I'm fucking up and do my own thing. Uh, Jerry Buss' sons pretty much did the same. He was like, nah, I'm going to do our own shit. We don't care about the team like that. And he gave it over to Jenny. Yeah. So I don't know. It, it, it's not the same, but it's almost the same. No, I, I, I can absolutely see the, the comparison. Right. Um, but now when you said it, I was kind of like, what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> Just like with Hill Club. See? Like, what the hell are you talking about, man? But no, nah, like. You know, cause I, 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 the, 
the L.A. Lakers, their ownership and just their history is just very, very. I'm you know, yeah. In case y'all didn't know, I'm a history teacher, so I love history and I like <laughs> to see how things developed and how they came to be today. And so I love. I'm one of them. Like I love documentaries and stuff about old shit. That's me. And so it's just like like all of these you know these, these heavy hitters or whatever. It's, it's it's crazy how like a lot of the sons was like, no, nah, I want to do my own shit, and then the daughter ended up taking over. Yeah, which is yeah, cool. But, which I ain't but, got no. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Good enough. Go ahead, Brandon. Go ahead. No, nah, like it's 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 just that's just an it's it's, a, it's an interesting dynamic, and I think that sometimes, and I think that majority of the time, probably I would say I'm not going to say who should have taken over the most, but whoever was the most passionate about it and loved it the most should have taken it over. And I know that Stephanie loves the WWE. Especially how we, you know, look, especially how when the women's evolution came about, how she was a very um, big part of it and all that. And, um, you know, so, and I know Shane loves it too, but at the same time, Shane was just like, nah, I want to do my own shit. Yeah. Or whatever. He's the carbon copy of his dad. So, and his grand, and his grandfather or whatever. So it's, it's just an interesting, I know it's like off subject, but it's like, it's an interesting dynamic. Very interesting so, dynamic. So before Jenny came along, the son was running the Lakers, then he ran him into the fucking ground. That, right? Brandon? I don't think... I don't th- yeah. No, no, no. no. Well, he, he ran him into the ground, but I don't think the son really wanted to run it. But he was, it was running? He, it, was one, it was one of them things that was kind of like forced on him. Like, you gotta do yeah, it. Yeah, but he still ran him into the ground. That's when Jenny took over. Yeah. He was fucking up so bad. Oh yeah, <laughs> but that's how you know he really ain't give a damn. Like he's just like I ain't want this shit anyway. And then Jeannie took over, and you know, look where they are now. So yeah, I now I've I've heard um, Cornette talk on his podcast, and having worked alongside all three of them, well, all four of them actually, uh, Linda included, and I I definitely want to speculate on Linda a little bit. Um, but he said that as far as attitude and demeanor that Shane was much more like Linda and uh, Stephanie was much more like uh, Vince um, in terms of how she approached things, how she dealt with people. And uh, Shane was much more like Linda, kind of more soft-spoken, maybe not quite as headstrong as Vince. Um, So I think that's interesting too. I think that had a lot to do with possibly why uh, Vince decided to go with Stephanie or so it looked uh, to go with Stephanie yeah. to kind of succeed in. Um, yeah, because Shane's Shane, Shane really laid back. Now, Shane's really laid back. I got all of them. Shane's really laid back. Linda was very laid back. Stephanie is more like her dad and her granddad. <laughs> <laughs> now, let's, let's talk about Linda a little bit. Um, rumor is um, that Vince and Linda uh, have not lived together in years um it's been almost 20 years i think yeah something like that like she lives in florida he's still in connecticut now uh-huh. perhaps that will change with his <laughs> no longer being involved it. with the day-to-day um, i doubt it yeah, well yeah it come to you know with all the shit that's come to light maybe not um <laughs> right I, doubt, I, I highly doubt it so um but we we haven't heard anything from Linda outside of of her being involved with the Trump administration um, and running, I believe it was the Small Business Administration. We haven't heard anything else from her since that. Um, Brandon, what do you what do you think? And, and you don't have to go into great detail because there's nothing really there to to really 
you know, grab anything and take hold of it. But what do you, what do you speculate might be the thing going on with this? What, between Vince and Linda? Yeah. Man, okay. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to step outside of teacher mode for a second. I'm just going to keep it in real life, okay? So, basically, Vince is a fucking billionaire. Billionaires do whatever the hell they want to do. Read in between the lines on that one, folks. So, at some point, Vince, you know, Linda's like, hey, Vince, I love you. I've always loved you, but fuck you. I'm going to go off and do my thing. You do your thing. They're going to stay married because is you know it's easier it's it's what 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 what's the what's the, what's the phrase it's cheaper to keep cheaper to keeper it's cheaper to keeper it's cheaper to keeper so we're just gonna go ahead and stay married but you know we're gonna separate i'm gonna go down here i'm gonna live my life and do what i want to do Vince, you're going up there you do whatever it is you want to do and that's what we're gonna do i still love you though you my dog we best friends or whatever the case is but i ain't with that shit you was doing and so I'm going to just remove myself and I'm going to do my own thing. You go do your own thing. And that's where they hit right now. Now, let me ask this um, before I kick it over to Kurt. Do you think she knew, like, I'm not talking wife into or women's intuition. I'm not talking like gut feeling she knew. Do you think she knew and kind of like they had an open marriage type situation going on? I don't know about an open marriage, but I'm sure that she knew what was going on. I'm very sure of that. Like, there's no way she did not know what was going on. But, you know, that they come from that that old school era, man. They just kind of stuck it out. And then they knew, okay, if Vince McMahon and Linda McMahon get a divorce, how would that look and what would that do to the company? Because she loves this company as well. They all invested their time and their energy and their lives into this company. And so I think that that's what kind of kept everything going. Just speculation. But, um, you know, I always think about, you know, we... How, you know, we go up you know, our grandparents, you know, they stayed together 50 years, 75 years and all that. But we have no idea of the things that went on in between that time. You know, all those years that they've been married. You know, with my grandparents, I always, just, when I was a kid, I used to always, I'm not going to go into detail. <laughs> but I used to always wonder why they slept in the separate rooms and I found out why. So, <laughs> so it's like, you know what, at the end of the day, um, you know, at, at, Hey, you know, you do whatever makes you happy. Because at the end of the day, we're all human. You do whatever makes you happy. I'm going to do me. But I still love you, though. I still, we're still friends. I still love you, though. But at the end of the day, we look at the bottom line. Us, you know, legally splitting. How is this going to affect our bottom line? So they just had to make a decision. And they made an arrangement. And they're cool with that. And from, what we, from what I can tell, they're cool with that arrangement. And that's it. You know, we ain't hey look, until this until this until this McMahon documentary come out on Netflix, we ain't gonna know. And what I love about that is it's not a WWE produced documentary. Oh yeah, so it's gonna get no sway over it whatsoever. Oh, we finna get to the nitty fucking gritty boy. Did you know that him and Linda have been married for fifty seven years? Yep. And that's why but but you know what though? That's why I said what I said. Because we glorify a lot of people have said now, you know, especially my, my generation, we like, you know, we want to have that, you know, we want to have that look like our grandparents had. They've been married 50, 60, 75 years. But then when you get grown and you start hearing stories or whatever, you see what them, what went on within them years. Now I'm not saying that it's all bad, but 
there is no marriage out there that's perfect at all. No marriage. Look, man, at least that I know of. I ain't that gonna is go perfect. Into detail because I think this topic specifically is a whole. Oh, of course show it is. But oh, of course yes, it is. I agree with you. Once you get grown and you find out the nitty gritty details, you realize that things aren't what they seem to be. Um, exactly. Kurt, um, what's your opinion on, on, if any, on Linda and Vince? I think um, they've been married for 57 years, but I think the last 30 years has been a business agreement. We're going to do what's best for business, and it, has nothing, it don't have nothing to do with love. Right. We we might have loved each other at one point, but we don't we're not in love anymore. It's strictly about money right now. We're gonna do what's best for the family name and to keep his money together. You do your you live your life, I live mine, don't embarrass me, try not to embarrass me. And <laughs> you know, we we'll be okay. They probably had had sex in the last twenty years. Shit, probably more than probably longer yeah, than probably, that. Probably longer than that. We we probably know, longer than we that, know man. man's been getting down. Yeah, hey, man. Exactly. And, and right. you know, no, Linda, Linda, Linda probably been doing her thing too. That's why she lives in Florida. And he's still living in Texas. But it, I think it's all, I think it all came down to money. Like, you know, we're going to do what's best for money. And we're not going to um, mess this up. Yeah I, yeah, I don't disagree with you, Kurt. Um, you, you, I think it's you, all. You, you didn't know it, but you kind of stole my thunder. Um, I agree with you. <laughs> I, I think it's a, it's a, a business agreement now. Um, I've never heard any mention whatsoever, and I don't guess that I would, but I've never heard any mention whatsoever of any sort of prenup. And I think Vince knows that Linda has him by the gonads. Oh, yeah. If, uh, if some shit was to go down as far as her leaving, she would, she's rich now, but she would be doubly rich if, if yeah. he, so I think at some point she went to him and was like, look, this is what you want to do? Cool. Keep me fed, you remember- keep me paid. And do your shit, and I'm gonna go do mine. Basically. Do y'all remember? Do y'all remember when um this is probably about twenty? It's over twenty years ago now. Um when uh when Vince came out did that genetic jackhammer uh promo. <laughs> yeah, y'all remember that? Yeah. And man, you know what? That ain't nothing but art imitating life. They came out holding hands. <laughs> hold on, man, hold on. I just think something needs to be acknowledged here. Me and you have smiles on our faces talking about that right now, and you can hear it in my voice. Kurt was like, "Yeah, <laughs> man, no, nah, no," nah, because it was some of the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life. But I think at the same time, it was literally art imitating life, because, like you just said, I don't think they actually had a prenuptial agreement, so if everything would have went a certain way. None of probably none of would have took Vince yeah. for everything he had. Including the company. <laughs> I got great fruits, damn it. Man, that, but that was literally art imitating life. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, hey, so I think, you know what, to be honest with you, man, I think a lot of that shit was real. They just wrote it into a storyline, but I think a lot of that shit was real. No bullshit. Hindsight being 2020. Knowing what we know now, you, if you think about it, those are the same time frames that these, um, um, sexual misconduct allegations were going on, with the exception of two, I think. Yes, yeah. this, this is the time frame those things were going on. So I think Vince was feeling himself a little bit. Yeah, I got a, I got a diva to give me a little head. I, I got, I'm, I'm yeah. the shit. No, that's no, man. You're just the boss. That's all. Because I look back on that stuff now, and I'm just like, damn, Vince. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I'm it, a genetic jackhammer. That. 
it caused you to, to side out a lot of shit that he said and did exactly. during that time. Right. Frame. I, got, I got balls to grab some grapefruits. Like, what? Uh oh. Uh oh. Kurt's getting attacked by the dogs. <laughs> no, that was stop. Oh. That was me. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so, uh, you know, I, it, it's going to be interesting going into this new, I guess, quote unquote era of WWE. Um, the television rights for uh, Monday Night Raw are still up in the air. Uh, we don't know anything further on that. Uh, also, don't forget the the television rights for NXT are up for grabs too. All three of the shows were up for grabs. Um, yeah. We know where SmackDown is going. Don't know where Rome or NXT may end up. Vince doesn't have um, his hands all over creative now. So this is this is taking shape to be a whole different beast than what we're used to. Right. So it, it's going to be interesting, man, going forward. And um, I'll say this. Triple H has never been my favorite wrestler. I like him. Don't get me wrong. I, I think he's good. Um, I, I think he's Hall of Fame worthy. But um, he was just never my favorite wrestler. But as far as his attention to detail and and how he seems to lay things out, um, the, the term mind for the business is oftentimes – overused i definitely think triple h has a mind for the business because he came up respecting the guard that came before him so, yeah and you can uh, tell and the way oh that he yeah. um oh yeah. the way he puts everything together is almost like you're watching stuff that's like old school it all makes sense and you can you can definitely you can definitely tell how much how much um <clears throat> excuse me how much Triple H really loved the business? You can definitely tell. Uh, Hill Club, I'm looking at the at the chat. Hill Club said, well, they're not going to CW. That's Absolutely right. not. Because the speculation is, and this wasn't on the on the on the list of topics to talk about today, but speculation is um it's rumored. Billy Corgan and the NWA have not released an official statement yet, but it's being leaked and rumored that they are going to end up on the CW. Um I for one regardless of what their content has looked like on YouTube, regardless whether I've liked some of the creative or not, X, Y, and Z. I am absolutely ecstatic for those men and women that are in NWA right now and mm. Billy Corgan too, um, because they, they are going to have an, a, a, a chance to shine. And it's, and it's kind of worth noting that the CW is a nationally broadcast television channel. It's not a cable channel. So they're going to be uh, available everywhere. Um, now, it remains to be seen what production is going to look like, what creative is going to look like. But I think that this deal, we haven't heard any money or nothing like that. I think this deal has the chance to change all of that for them. Um, so just real quick, uh, I'll ask Kurt first because I know, I know kind of how Kurt feels about NWA right now. But what do you think about them potentially going to CW? If this is true, I'm happy for them, and I hope it'll turn turn things around for the better for those, you know, women, men and women over there, and just the whole company. I hope I hope it does them good because yeah. you know I, I want to see them do good. They just got a long way to go. But if this is true, hopefully this is a step in the right direction. I really I really wish them well. If this rumor is true, yeah. I really do. Because they, they, they absolutely have talent there. 
Um, they have men and women that can go in the ring. Um, it's just, I think it's just a matter of having the right people and the right money and blah, 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 all of that stuff. Um, Brandon, what about you? What do you, what do you think about this, uh, rumor about, um, NWA ending up on the CW? Man, I'm all for it. And then on top of that, they'll be the only wrestling company that is on free television. Yeah. So I think that's a game changer because there's no, besides WWE now, that's getting ready to end. They'll be the only wrestling company that is on free over the air television. And I think that that is a game changer. Bar none. Um, I remember back in the day when the WWE SmackDown went to UPN. And I think that was like the first time besides when WCW was here in Atlanta on TBS because everywhere else around the country, TBS is cable besides, but now that didn't change. But um, they're going to be on free television. So it's like accessible to, um, the majority of the people in the United States. So I mean, that, that, that is a big game changer. And I Absolutely. like, like, like Kurt and you, I wish them well. I really do. I really do wish them well. And I hope that, um, all that, you know, all of that works out for them. I really do. Also on a side note, I know we didn't talk about this and I don't know if y'all seen this, but bound for glory for, um, impact wrestling was this weekend, and I don't know if y'all know this or not, but... I, I did. I'm gonna let you go there, but that was the very next thing, because Hill Club brought up the CW. Thank you, Hill Club. Shout out to yeah. Hill Club. But when you said that, it also popped into mind what you're about to say, but yes, I did. Go ahead. So, Impact Wrestling will no longer be known as Impact Wrestling. They're going back to what it should have been the whole time. Total non-stop action wrestling. As of January the fourth at um Hard to Kill that pay per view, they're going they're they're going back to what I've always thought it should have been because when I remember when they changed the Impact Wrestling, I'm like, bro, that ain't gonna work. That don't even sound right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, they named it after their flagship show, so I'm now I'm assuming that they're going to keep their flagship show naming Impact or whatever. Fine, but they're going back to TNA, and I I'm you know what, and I saw the um. The uh the little uh vignette that they did for it, it was awesome. I loved it. Okay. And so, man, once again for them, I root for them also because man, for them to be able to stay in business all these <laughs> years, we thought they was gonna go out a bit, and for them to stay in business, I said, you know what? Whenever they, whenever that that that, 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 that time, I'm on good. I was mad. I missed Bound for Glory. I was so mad because I didn't realize it was Saturday. I and I, I was just like, dang, I missed it. But you know, man, you know what? I, I, I root for them too because. Man, that, that's the little engine that could right there. And besides WCW, that was like the only legitimate threat to WWE at one point in time until, you know, we know what happened. You know, the powers, they, they came and tried to turn it to WCW 2.0, which is the, the dumbest idea ever. Okay. Yeah. But, you know, but, but, but hopefully, you know, that works out for them as I, well. I want to interject right there because while I do agree that those two individuals had a lot to do with what happened. I still put most of that on Dixie Carter. Um, I agree. Um, I, 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 it's unfortunate that Jeff Jarrett got screwed the way he did and how that all ended up happening. Um, if folks, if you don't know that story, go to Jarrett's podcast. I cannot remember the exact episode, but check out Jarrett's podcast when he talks about that. Um, Jarrett basically got screwed out of TNA. Yeah. Um, it's unfortunate, but that's what happened. Um, 
I, I do agree that that Bischoff and Hogan, I'll call them by name, had their handprints and fingerprints all over it. I think because Hogan's name and all that comes with him historically, meaning uh, they were like, oh, it's Hogan. Yes, he he's the he's the most known wrestler of all time. Yes, we've got to let him. He knew, he must know what to do. No, just because. Just because he's the most name, known name in professional wrestling history does not mean that he knows how to run a promotion. He probably is um, most spoiled, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, Lion we'll, we'll see what happens, man. Asshole. Asshole. Lion is. I said asshole. He's an asshole. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so, yeah, I, I wish, uh, well, I guess T.A. Well, hope now. the character, though. Say what? I said, I love Hope the character. Yeah. Hope, you know, Hollywood the character. But the guy, I'm like, you, you ain't shit. <laughs> oh, man. I just listened to another thing the other day when he was talking about when The Undertaker made his debut and he talking about he took The Undertaker to Vince. I'm like, that's a goddamn lie. Bruce Pitcher did that shit. Come okay. on, man. Look, man, he claims that he was the first man to slam Andre the Giant. Andre that's the a Giant lie. Been slammed like 400 <laughs> times before that. Um, and he done been beat. <laughs> right. And so I'm just like, bro, I'm like, you full of shit, man. But no, nah, that's that's another subject for another day. Yeah, yeah. Hill Club yeah. asks if they will bring if TNA is bringing back the six side ring. That is a nigga. Um, they are not. Because a lot things, of the, a lot of the wrestlers hated Club. that ring. Two things, Hill Club. When I first saw the six sided ring, I thought it was pretty cool. Then I watched a couple of shows and realized this has to fucking change. It's not going to work. Um, yeah, I, a lot of the wrestlers hate it. Be, I'll go on record as saying I love the six sided ring when I first saw it, but yeah. then once things started happening in the ring, no, this this no, this has to change. Um, so I don't yeah. think that's going to happen. The second thing is you said no, they said it's not. You you said bring back Jim Cornette. I would to, to NWA. I would love for that to happen. One, Jim's not going to do it. Two, while I, I'm not defending the joke. Kurt and I have had private conversations on this. While I don't defend the joke that he made, I know how he meant it. It's an old, it was a stupid 80s joke. It, it, it had no racism connotation to it. But he will never come back to that because of that. He's, mm-hmm. he's, he's untouchable in terms of being on TV right now, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. So, but anyway, let's uh, let's move on. We've we've had a good conversation about that, and I enjoyed that too. Talking about um, TNA, um, I, I used to think that Total Nonstop Action was the dumbest fucking name for a promotion. Then I seen some of these other promotions, and I changed my mind. But you know what? I think for them, it fit them perfectly. I think it really did, and, and it did. It, it, honestly, to agree with you, yes, it did. Um, I, I think. Uh, <laughs> Oh God! They just wanted to play on words. TNA, that's all. Yeah. It's an ass. That 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 um, that era. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, moving on, talking about uh, Sting. Uh, in case you missed it on Dynamite this past week, Sting Sting announced. I almost called him Steve. Uh, <laughs> Sting announced. I'm calling Steve in a minute. He is definitively retiring. In 2024, um, and he said that his retirement, uh, his his first retirement, didn't sit well with him because of the way it it happened. And I I can see. Look, 
a man who's done that for that or any person for that matter who has done that for that long going out under those terms i completely understand that um i question oh i shouldn't say a lot i question several things that he's done in aw jumping off ladders jumping off uh uh balconies and all that stuff but um I understand why he wanted to come back and, and do something. So we don't have a date yet. We don't, we don't have um, a match, but we do know that it will be an AEW revolution, which is the last couple of years has happened in, I think, March. So uh, we know he's retiring. Well, it was in January. I don't know. I, I, I thought it was in March. Now, well, well, uh, we can take a look at it and discuss it. Um, <coughs> you know, at yeah, I thought it was before March. Say what? I thought it was before March. It, it may be. You may be right. Um, I thought it was around March, April, around the WrestleMania time. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, he, regardless of when it is, we know that this thing's going to retire. Um, based mm-hmm. on what Tony Khan has done in the past, um, I definitely think that they will give him a tremendous uh, send-off. Uh, I am a huge Sting fan. Um, I have been since I was a child and first saw him in 1985. Um, and to be honest, I liked um, Jim Hel- Jim Helwig as well, the warrior. Um, uh, it's just I would later on learn what kind of, hate to speak ill of the dead, but I got to call it like it is, that what kind of piece of shit he was as a human being. Um, yeah. But uh, so Thanks. what I wanted to do here oh, is is kind of, um, first, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask Kurt and Brandon um, what they think about Sting retiring. I'll give my opinion here in just a second, and then I want to run through like some of his information and accolades. He's got a lot of accolades <laughs> that I didn't oh, know yeah. he had, um, but we're gonna run through those. And then uh, for for the folks listening at home uh, right now to the live broadcast, we are gonna do a watch along of the very first match that Sting had, um, November 23rd, 1985. Um, so go ahead, go to YouTube. I put the link on the page for uh, the Wrestling With My Thoughts podcast. The link is there. So go ahead and bring that up and just keep it paused until we do it. You can watch along with us, and we'll talk about it when we do it. Um if you guys don't mind, I'll go first about my thoughts on Sting. I'm, I'm going to try right. to keep it short. Um, I absolutely love uh, the, the wrestler Sting. I don't know him personally, but um, since I was a kid, I, I love that character. I love the charisma. I love the face paint. Hell, I was Sting one year for Christmas. Uh, for Christmas. God damn. For Halloween, <laughs> for Halloween, I was uh, I was Sting, and I, like anything he did, I watched. Um, <clears throat> when when he came out and did that infamous promo on uh, Monday Night Nitro or Monday Nitro, and had his back turned to the hard camera, um, I've in case you guys don't know it or anybody listening, I've always been fascinated. Of, of what goes into making a promotion run, what goes into making these matches happen. That's why I love podcasts like Jim Cornette and all these other people. Um, but when he did that, I thought that was so brilliant. And, and Kurt, Kurt, 
doesn't like us throwing around the word great. And that's not a knock on Kurt. That's just kind of a running joke here on the show. Um, but that was a great moment in wrestling. I thought it was amazing. He turned his back to the camera, never looked at anybody, and then said what he said, had to say, and then walk out. And then you didn't see him forever. I thought the 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 crow gimmick was um, like just quite quite possibly the greatest gimmick that we've ever seen in professional wrestling. That's my opinion. Um, because it was such a change from what we had seen from him before. And unfortunately, and we'll cover this at length it, 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 as we get closer to his retirement, but um, unfortunately, the payoff for that whole thing uh, was the shits. Um, but uh, I, I am a huge Sting fan. I, I, he, he's not the greatest wrestler in the world in far, as far as technicality. He's not the best promo. But despite that, he was able to be the face of a fucking promotion for a very long time. Um, He was over for the day he stepped into. Well, I shouldn't say that. Let me back up. Once Ric Flair and him wrestled at at Clash of Champions, which we'll also cover at some point, um, it it was off to the races with him. He, he was a moneymaker. He was the face of the franchise. They even called him the franchise. Um, so I, for one, will be watching AEW Revolution, if for no other reason, to see Sting's final match. Um, huge fan. Love what he's done over his entire career, uh, despite some of the, the, the exceptions I take to things he's done in AEW. Still a huge fan. Um, Kurt, what do you have to say about it? Uh, Sting, one of my favorite wrestlers. <clears throat> I did like uh, Surfer Sting more than I like Crow Sting. I I hated that gimmick. I hated the Crow. Oh gimmick. wow! Yeah, I hated it. But um, Surfer Surfer Sting, um, one of my favorite. I I still like you know him as Sting overall. He had a great career. Uh, he did it all. I think WWE shitted on him when he came to them because he never should have lost that I match at WrestleMania. Agree. Absolutely. They shit it all over him. Absolutely, I was so pissed. Absolutely, they shit it all over him. Um, and I think that's that was the one the thing. I know he's to this day he regret because that's the reason he never went to them because he always thought they would do him dirty. And they that they, they actually did do him dirty. Mm-hmm. Yes, they did. And that's why he held out for so long not going there. But you know, um, hats off to Tony Khan for whatever they do for him with his last match. He deserves all of it. He had a Hall of Fame career all the way around. Absolutely. I, I, I mean, and I hate, I hate to jump on this again, Brandon, I'm sorry, but um, I, I agree with you, Kurt. Um, one, one, a million percent that WWE uh, brought him in that night. He showed up the first time. Um, well, I say the first time the night he showed up, I was like a fucking child. Uh, like I got goosebumps. Like I wish y'all could see my arms right now. I got goosebumps. Just thinking about it. I marked out, like a fucking child at center stage theater when I saw him in person for the first time. Um, but they, they, they absolutely shit all over him. Um, so, uh, Brandon, I'm sorry, go ahead, man. All right. So, um, I'm going to do the very best I can to keep this short. (laughs) The very best. Um, I love Sting. 
I may have seen wrestling matches before. I saw Sting versus Cactus Jack at Beach Blast when my brother brought home a VHS tape of Beach Blast 1992. That was one of the best damn shows that I've ever seen. It was one of the first pay-per-views I've ever watched in my life. I was six years old, maybe seven. And I saw Sting versus Cactus Jack, two of my favorites of all time. I had no idea that Cactus Jack was uh, mankind. So my brother told me. <laughs> and two of the greatest joys of my life, I got to meet Mick Foley in person, and I got to see Sting wrestle one time. And so when this go down, it's going to break my heart to see Sting retire officially because Sting has been a part of my life since as long as I can remember. Um, I remember when my brother brought home the mask. That's this proof that he went to the show that night. From <laughs> he brought home the mask, and I remember that mask. I used to walk around with that mask all the time. And I, I just when he came to the WWE, run. I was like you. I shit. I felt like I was I was seven years old all over again. The only thing that made me mad was the damn music. (laughs) But even over time, I like, I, I, sometimes I do sit back and just listen to the music. Cause I'm like, that shit, it it really ain't bad. It just wasn't WCW Sting. I'm cool with it. But, um, Sting has, you know, Sting was the reason why. Was part of the reason why. A major part of the reason why I love wrestling today. I saw that, I saw that, I, I, I saw the face paint, Beach Blast. Him and Catch Jack did their thing. That got me hooked. And then he brought home another tape. Russell War 89. Sting versus the Iron Sheik. And Sting <laughs> came out in that face mask. Iron Sheik in that damn ring talking shit. Talking about rep. Talk, told the announcer, hey, hey, hey you, you, make, you make sure you call me a former world champion. Sting got in that ring, beat the hell out of him. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, man, ever since then, man, for all, like, little kids, man, you know, it's, it's that's that's just something that just always stuck in my mind. So when he, I saw the promo when he said he was retiring, I said, "Damn, here we are." Because when he, you know, the first time it happened, I understood it was through the injury. But I'm just like, man, you a wily old vet. You've been around for a long time. You don't want to go out like that. Yeah. And so I'm just looking forward to um, the way that the wrestling community as a whole, for this last time around. Give him his flowers because Sting has meant a lot to so many of us. So many of us. He truly has, man. He He has meant a lot. Just a whole lot. And, you know, it's going to be sad to see him go, but I'm also thankful that I have the opportunity. I grew up on Sting. I grew up on Sting. And then here recently, and I always say, man, it was meant for me to go to that show. I ain't had no business going to that damn show. I'll talk to y'all about that later. <laughs> I ain't had no business going to that damn show. But it almost seems as if, I say, I think the good Lord wanted me to be there. Because when Sting came out, I turned into a seven-year-old child all over again. That's what it's all about. And I just, you know, I, I'm just congratulations to him. And just, you know, I just thank him. He's just a major part of my childhood. Major part. And, you know, to see 
Yeah, you know, he going out the right way. That's the best way to go out. And I just pray that, you know, everything, you know, goes according to plan and he gets sent out the correct way because he has meant so much to wrestling. So much. There are people that's in that ring going back and forth. And I think you asked the question earlier. Like who, somebody asked the question between your Hill Club, who you think he's going to face? In my personal opinion, I think he should face Darby Allen because he's a part of that tree that we all, we grew up on staying some of the things we do, whether it's your gimmick moves or anything like that was based on sting. He was a major influence on us. Come, you no, know, coming up. By the time you know, when I was getting into it, I was already grown men. You know what I'm saying? Hey, but for you. for us, man, I remember when man, I remember when, when Sting joined the NWO Wolfpack. Man, I remember that like it was yesterday. Well, I will because that was one of the few. Off, I will go okay, go ahead. As I is saying, I hated that, and I I do not like tomato face Sting. Yeah, but you know, hey, for us. Hey, because you know, Wolfpack was the the best thing of him. When Jeans, when Sting joined the NWO Wolfpack and he went to Made Face or whatever, man, that was like the biggest shit in the world. So, to you know, but but that I, this, I'm talking as an eight year old little boy that had a, they ain't have a clue. They have a clue. You know what I'm saying? So, at the end of the day, man, and and, and whatever his club, I told you I wasn't going. I told I said I'm gonna try <laughs> to make it short. Sting means a lot to me. He means a lot to me. And so, um, you know, hopefully I would hopefully at one some point in time I might be able to get up and meet him in person and shake his hand, and just tell him thank you. But um, you know, just when that time comes, you know, man, I yes, I will be front and center to 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 watch that. Now because, you know you, you do gotta, know gotta put a beard on a book. You do know he was at the Starcade or Starcade, god damn it. Starcast bef- the one before we went. In, oh, well. in the red, white, and blue get up with the red, white, and blue jacket. That will. Can't do nothing I about that. <laughs> I couldn't go to that. Yeah. I didn't know nothing about Starcast before then, so I ain't going to get upset. <laughs> you know, it's, you know, that, that can't do nothing about that. Can't, can't do nothing about that. So, yeah. But, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes down the line. I'm like, hey, if he gets to another one, because I'm like, hey, you know, I can, shit, I can travel now. So, he gets to another one. I'm like, I might have to go on to make that trip. I, one I, time. I would love to meet him personally. Um, I've seen him wrestle in, in person a couple of times. Um, but I've never had the opportunity to meet him. So I, I would, that's, that's on my bucket list. I would love right. to meet Sting at some point. Um, so what I'm going to do here before we get into the match. I'm, I'm sorry, Brandon, were you done? I'm finished. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, I go on by Sting forever, so I'm going to cut it where I cut, just cut it where I was at. <laughs> um, what I want to do is run through some information about Sting and his accolades before we get into this match. All right, um, I'm going to step away for one second. I'll be right back. Okay, cool. Right. Uh, for those of you who may not know, his real legal name is Steve Borden, although I think everybody knows that. Um, he was born March 20th, 1959. He is 64 years old doing what he does. Um, his hometown is, despite what, what they say when he comes out, his hometown is Omaha, Nebraska. That's where he was born. But I did find out um, many, many years ago that he was raised in Southern California. 
Um, his wrestling debut, as we said, November 23rd, 1985. Um, some of the other ring names that he's used, some of these I've heard of, some of these I haven't. Some of this I think is just bullshit. But uh, you got Blade Runner Flash, which is legit. I remember that. Blade Runner Sting, Flash, and Flash Borden. Um, now, they when when I looked up some of this, I found several names for people that have trained him. Let me first say the only two names that I've ever heard of actually training him were Red Bastine and I think it's Ron Bass. Um, but the names I found were Bill Anderson, Red Bastine, Giorgio Mar- Maradona, and Terry Funk. I Maybe he worked with Funk at some point, but I, I don't know about that one. So he's wrestled for the Continental Wrestling Association from 1985 to 1986. He wrestled in the Universal Wrestling Federation from 1986 to 1987. Side note, that was a very good year. Uh, He wrestled for Jim Crockett Promotions from 1987 to 1988. Wrestled for World Championship Wrestling, WCW, as we all know it, from 1988 to 2001. Uh, He had a brief stint in World Wrestling All-Stars. I've never heard of that. From 2002 to 2003. Wrestled for Total Nonstop Action, TNA, from 2003 to 2014. World Wrestling Entertainment, WWE, from 2014. He was still under contract to 2020. Um, and All Elite Wrestling from 2020 to up till now, present. Um, these championships, I didn't realize Sting had won this many championships. NWA World Television Championship, one time. NWA World Heavyweight Championship, two times. Once in WCW, once in TNA. Uh, WCW, and if this is not the most redundant name to a title that I've ever heard, I don't know what is. The WCW International World Heavyweight Championship. That's a long ass name. (laughs) He won, won that twice. Uh, United WCW United States Heavyweight Championship twice, WCW World Heavyweight Championship uh, six times, WCW World Tag Team Championship three times. <clears throat> Let's see, TNA World Heavyweight Championship four times, TNA World Tag Team Championship one time, UWF World Tag Team Championship three times. None of those three times were with Warrior. That blew me away. Hmm. Um, The WWA World Heavyweight Championship one time. Now, career awards. Some of this blew me away too. The Pro Wrestling Illustrated for time, I'm just going to say PWI, comeback of the year 2006, 2011, and 2014. PWI match of the year 1991, a tag max Tag match. tag match with Lex Luger taking on the Steiner brothers. PWI most improved wrestler of the year, 1988. PWI most inspirational wrestler of the year, 1990. PWI most popular wrestler of the year, 1991, 1992, 1994, and 1997. 
PWI Wrestler of the Year, 1990. In 1992, he was ranked number one in the PWI Top 500. Um, For the Wrestling Observer News, I think, I don't know. I'm just going to say WON. For the WON Match of the Year, 1988 versus Ric Flair. The WON Most Charismatic 1988 and 1992 WON most improved 1988 right behind that WON most unimproved 1990 WON best babyface 1992 WON worst worked match of the year the first one I've never heard of 1995 versus Tony Palmore I don't even know who that is uh And then in 2011, that infamous match with him and Jeff Hardy where Jeff showed showed up rather just drunk as fuck. Um, He is in the WON Hall of Fame. He was in the 2016 class. He's in the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame 2018. He's in the TNA Hall of Fame 2012. He's in the WWE Hall of Fame 2016. This man has done a lot, and he's been at it since 1985. Before you even born, Brandon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was 10 years old when this man kicked, uh, jumped into the wrestling business. Um, do, do either one of you guys want to say anything about all of those accolades, championships, and, and all that? He's one of the most decorated wrestlers in wrestling history. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Across the board. Hill Club said it was before he was born too. Damn, Kurt, <laughs> Kurt we all yeah, me, 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 me and Hill Club around the same age. So that promotion you said you never heard of the WA All Stars? Is that it? Brandon, can you hear Kurt? Yeah, I can hear him, but he's just a little low. You're you're really low right now, Kurt. Yeah, I'm not. Sure. Is that better? Much, yeah. much better. Yes, sir. So that that promotion you say you hadn't heard of before the W was it WA All Star or something like that? Yeah, World Wrestling All Stars. That's their pre Kurt. That's their uh, prelude to TNA. That's that's the promotion that Jeff Jarrett was doing with this guy before he started TNA. Okay, I remember that. I, yeah, I actually that, I actually remember that. That's actually, what that promotion is. Because I think I think Lex Luger was wrestling there before yeah. everything went down and all that. I yeah. remember that. Yeah, he had a bunch of people just going over there back and forth. And that's how Jeff Jarrett got the TNA star. Okay, cool, cool. So, Brandon already said who he thinks, before we get into this match, we're going to watch. Uh, Brandon, and the, and folks, don't worry. This this match is less than seven minutes, um, including promo and everything. Um, uh, Brandon already said who he thinks that Sting ought to face for his last match. Um, Kurt, do you have anybody in mind that, uh, that is available? I can see what I, I kind of agree with Brandon on Darby Allen. I don't want to see that because I, I shouldn't think he, they need to wrestle each other, but I can see if they did do it, why they would do it. But off the top of my head, I don't, I can't think of anybody. I, I think Hill Club had a good one with saying Edge. That would be that pretty would, okay. Oh, but, no, I forgot about Edge. That would be cool as shit. Yeah. And they've never Hill. faced each other. They Until Edge yeah. showed up in AEW, they had never even been in the ring together. Yeah, so oh, Hill Club said, cool, yeah. I said that'd be I said that'd be pretty good. But off the top of my head, 
I can't think of nobody but them two, you know, wouldn't be bad at all. Yeah, I'm I'm with you, Kurt, 100% with you, because as soon as he said that, I'm like, who the fuck is he going to face? Now, if 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 we could go back about 20 years, um, I think Lex Luger would be the optimum, either him or Ric Flair would be the optimum opponents, um, just because of the history between the, between them. Um, yeah. But now, um, I would I would probably agree, Darby Allen um, or Edge, the wrestling fan in me, being that Hill Club said it, the, the, the fan in me really wants to see that match because I think that Edge is good enough to make a 64-year-old Sting look better than he actually is right now. Um, and and I hate to say that. I don't, I don't mean that disrespectfully to Sting, but he's fucking 64 years old. Anyway. Okay, but let, let me ask you this, though. Yes, sir. In my opinion, Sting would have to win that match. He couldn't go out and lose. I, I agree. A hundred. You have to win that match. I definitely think um, the 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 old school way of looking at things. Um, when guys were on their way out um, in the territory system, when they were on their way out, they lost their their match because they were on their way out to another promotion um, in the territories. Um, when going from WWF to WCW or vice versa, they lost because they were going to a rival promotion. Here in twenty twenty three. Um, Sting's going out for the very last time. I agree with you a million percent, Kurt. He has to win that match. Um, 100% agree. Um, so we are going to watch the match um, from November 23rd, 1985. Uh, this is the debut of Sting. It also happens to be the debut of the Ultimate Warrior and there for a while, I think the wrestling world kind of wondered who got the better end of the stick. Was it WWE or was it uh, WCW? Um, most That's people easy. probably thought when it first happened, WWE or WWF at the time got the better end of the stick. Long term showed that Sting was definitely the right pick for WCW. Uh, but we're going to watch this match. I am going to... Uh, play the the promo. Uh, it's Bob Caudle talking to uh, Sting and Jim Helwig, and then we'll I'll mute it, and then we'll watch the match, and we'll kind of talk about the match as we're watching it. So, if you're, I think that's Lance Russell. Why did I say Bob Caudle? I have no idea. I'm looking at the man right now. I know it's Lance Russell. What the fuck did I say, Bob Cotto? And, and I'm gonna tell you how old I am. I I remember watching this um, that night. It, they showed us on TV. I'm 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 fairly <laughs> certain I did too. Um, but even still, I mean, it just brings back so many fucking memories. The, the freedom, the, the freedom fight. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, Freedom Fridays. All right. So if you're listening to us right now, (laughs) I know that Hill Club is listening to us. Um, ah, Shut up, Hill Club. I mean that. I mean that jokingly. Shut up, Hill Club. (laughs) He was like, who? Bob Connell. Um, So we're going to watch this. When I say three, we're going to hit play. All right. Okay. I've got this. Make sure I've got it off mute. Yes, I've got it off mute. When I say three, we're going to hit play. One, right. two, three. Right now, we would like to welcome in 
couple of brand new faces in championship wrestling, a couple of guys you're going to get to know and know well, too. We're talking about the Freedom Fighters, Jim Hellwig. Jim, glad to have you here, and Steve Borden. Steve, glad to have you guys here. This is your first time out here. We want to get a little background on you. Uh, Jim, I know you're from Atlanta, Georgia, right? That's right. Originally, I was out in California the last year and a half doing some wrestling out there. Man, do shit like this no more. I feel like I'm watching a talk show. shit man they are jacked to the fucking kills snake arms are little as hell the forearms like a like a damn tyrannosaurus rex you know they was at gold's gym before that cheesing they look young as hell oh yeah cheesing Especially Jim. All right, I'm gonna gonna mute it now, and we're gonna talk about this match as we. <clears throat> um, you're right. Hellwig was cheesing like a mofo, talking about look at oh yeah here. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's what, I, you know, that's what I was just about to say. I was like, "Yeah, he care about the match." You look, hey man, the episode. I'm hey man, it's, you know, it's, 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 he was thinking. Yeah, man, he's like, hey man, he's like, hey, 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 bro, look, look, look. It's, it's women out here. The freedom fighters. <laughs> oh man, they about uh, to be two poor toy man. And these and, he, and these two poor souls over there. <laughs> And they're yeah, facing they're facing uh, a mess. <laughs> Two nobodies. They look like they were getting they like they were getting the damn gas tank. And, and then they're gonna get the business. They're going to get the business because they wanted yeah. to push these two men because they look like Greek gods the way they're built. Man. Warrior over the eat cheese and he's like, Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you probably looking in the crowd like I'm like, you, you, you. Kurt, did, did you watch this on Superstars of Wrestling, Channel 69? Yes, sir. Okay. I kind of figured that's yes, where we sir. Like I say, I probably saw it too because I, I I don't know that I missed an episode of that damn show. <laughs> Hill Club, I hope you're watching, man. Nope. I almost broke the damn rope. A lot of stalling <laughs> because like, let's get on with it. <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> just get boy, just he's just shoving him off, <laughs> and he laughing too. Because <laughs> neither. So old boy, just get out of the ring like nah, I ain't deal with it. Hey man, you go get him. I ain't deal with this shit tonight. Because <laughs> nope. neither Hellwig nor nor or I'll call them by their gimmick names, uh, Warrior nor Sting really know how to wrestle. They this they don't know what the hell they doing. They don't know what the hell they doing. Well, he got the, the he got the collar and your little locker yeah. right. The mother the mother two just like bro, I'm just here for my twenty dollars and my hot dog. Yeah, <laughs> that's just it. I'm just here for my twenty dollars and my hot dog. 
just locking up and but, throwing him down. But he ain't even got a good perm, man. <laughs> I know that's the worst Jerry Curl I've ever seen and in my that, life. That, <laughs> 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 and, and the rest just walking around like I, I don't know what the fuck to oh, do. Dirty, oh, dirty ass, oh, oh dirty ass, oh dirty ass knee pads, man. <laughs> and, and that was a terrible elbow. That was a terrible elbow. Yes, it was. Oh yeah, the they green as hell. Mind my, my you, folks, they, this is they first met. Sting and Warrior are wearing white. Trunks, uh, long leg white trunks and white boots. No face paint on either one of them. Uh, this was pre face paint. This thing got that classic, uh, that classic, you know, that the classic hot top. Yeah, okay. Now, from probably 1985, somebody do a damn move from 1985, probably to around 19. 93, 94, I was rocking that same hairstyle. Hey. I ain't even gonna lie. That's an iconic look, though. Hey. Well, somebody do a damn wrestling, just body slam or something. The folks I went to school with used to call it the white right, boy. So used to call it the white boy box. All right, so both, so both of them gonna try to gang up, so now they do the, they do, they do the Royal Warrior, uh, the Royal Warrior forearm club. Just now they're gonna now they're up. gonna hang them over top of their head and slam them. Okay. One, one, two, three. Just a, just <laughs> that was some bullshit. They ain't do but one move. I don't think all, all, all the damn match was it just threw them back into the ropes and just let the let them let, let them little bitty dudes just bounce off of them. They sitting over there laughing. They over in the damn crowd just too. It's like, hey man, which one of these you gonna get tonight? That's all they did. Then they go walk back in the curtain. Man, they ain't doing. Yeah, man. Know. Yeah, that was that was a uh... that was that was terrible. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Here, here's the thing, that was and, terrible. and y'all tell me if you agree. I'm gonna piggyback off what Kurt just said. It was terrible. It was so terrible that it was great. Well, maybe not great, <laughs> but good. Now, it's, 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 it's just like going to church. You gotta just find stuff to laugh about during. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, and that 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 was it right there. You just you just got fine shit. <laughs> in, in the in the illustrious words of Tony Schiavone, and I'm going to talk about that in a second. In the illustrious words of Tony Schiavone, that's Sting. But that was before oh, Sting. Nice. He was still Steve Borden at that point. Yeah. And I think um, next week I'm going to try to find their um, their. Uh, introduction as Power Team USA uh, because it went from the Freedom Fighters to Power Team USA to the Blade Runners and then they went their separate ways. Um, you know, I always thought the Blade Runners debuted first. I've seen that. No, the Blade Runners did debut in Mid South. Right, that's what I'm saying. But I, I thought that that was it right there. I didn't know. I didn't. I've never seen oh. this one before. Oh, really? Yeah, they they, okay. they, they came to Memphis I've never seen this as, one before. As, as the Freedom Fighters. And then they changed the name to something. The U Power Team, team USA, Power. Power Team USA, and then that's when they went to Bill Watts with um, the Blade Runners, and then um, Jim and um, Bill got into it, and that's when um, Ultimate Warrior left and went to 
WCCW and became a Dingo Warrior and Sting stayed and got with Eddie Gilbert. Oh, no, we got to watch, we gotta watch some Dingo. Yeah, I, we got to watch some Dingo Warrior promos. <laughs> yeah, but no, I, I, hey, look, I, I I remember watching the Blade Runners when WWE had that 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 thing called twenty four seven. Yeah, and I remember I remember watching it. And I, I thought that was cool. So, but, yeah, yeah. Man, um, so yeah, I think at some point uh, before. Before we get to Sting's retiring match, we got to look at some Dingo Warrior promos because the Dingo Warrior promos are, if you can imagine this, are worse than the Ultimate Warrior promos. <laughs> yeah. You can feel the power. Your, your, your team won today, Ron. <laughs> Say what? The Broncos won today. Yeah, they won today, man. Congratulations. We needed it. <laughs> hey, I started. I started to hit up uh, Mr. Lloyd Lloyd and tell him that uh, you know, call somebody and tell him not to lay seventy on my boys today. <laughs> hey man, you know, you know what though? I, I figured, I figured, I figured Denver was gonna beat Green Bay because I don't like. I'm looking at Green Bay. I'm like, Green Bay ain't that good. Man, this they're this they're, 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 they're not that good. This season they're to terrible. me is a fucking wash. So I don't care what happens from now until the end of the season. Um. And I guess maybe to talk about a little NFL talk, um, I, I don't know that Russ will come back next season. I don't think so. Hell no. Hell, Hell no. I don't <laughs> think so. So, so, so but, NFL, but, uh, Falcons got to win today, Brandon. You just took, I'm about to say, you just took the words out of my mouth. I was too excited. Okay. But then again, that was like the ugliest, man, that was the ugliest damn win ever. Uh, would you rather have hey, a win is a win. pretty loss? A win is a win. You're right. The win's a win. That was the. Uh, I will say this. I as I predicted. I said I told y'all that defense was gonna be some hell raises this year. They've been raising hell all year. Jeff Okuda, number one, my boy. They've been raising hell all year. Just for God's sake, we gotta get that damn offense a spark or something. <laughs> However, I'm glad. I am glad that I'm glad that Arthur Smith finally is getting Kyle Pitts the ball. But for God's sake, Ritter. What's up with all these turnovers, man? That's what, that's what killed us the whole game. We should have blew Tampa Bay away. But really with all these damn turnovers, bro, I'm like, last week you was throwing interceptions uh, left and right. Now this week you fumbling the ball left and right. Besides that one on the goal line, um, Antoine Winfield made a hell of a play. Now he, I give him that. He made a hell of a play. That was a touchdown. Before I say, He made a hell of a play. Before I say what shocked me that is Falcons related, I would just simply say, I'll let Brandon take this one. Hill Club said Falcons. Eh. Ask Hill Club if his team is number one in the division right now. <laughs> We're number one. Clear cut, number yeah, one. Yeah. There's no tie, no nothing. We're number one in the division right now. And our division really is us. It's us, the Saints, and the Bucks. Panthers is not a factor. <laughs> Ain't going to be no factor What I was going to say that, that shocked me that is somewhat Falcons-related is Julio Jones coming back. Why? I, I saw that, too. I was just like, why? Me, but I, was, I saw that, and I'm like, wait a minute. Am I reading that shit right? That's why. Doris, welcome signed. to the show. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, you signed. You did? Okay. Yeah. 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 I'm just like, why? However, everybody... Philadelphia is bringing back the Kelly Greens for the first time in damn near 30 years tonight. <laughs> the Kelly Greens are back. The real Kelly Greens are back. <laughs> and so, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to see it. Because I've never actually seen them actually play a game with those besides the throwbacks. 
it's I, I saw that. No, the old, the old, the old, the old, the old Randall Cunningham's from back in the day. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Oh shit, man! I haven't seen those in a long time. The old Randall Cunningham's baby. They, 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 they done finally brought them back. I'm like, well, they, man, take a look at them right here. They playing them out. It's supposed to be the game of the night because both of them are five and they, both of them are one loss teams. Hey, I think one is five and one, and one is six and one. Somebody Hill, like Hill Club. You say they want to bring back To. Laugh if, you want, laugh if you want to. Behind Jerry Rice, Tio was the all-time greatest. Bang. I'll stand on that. Bang. But behind Man, Rice, Tio was no joke. was no joke at all. Yeah. People, now, I, no I will joke. say to me, the only <laughs> argument for the number two spot, in my opinion, is, oh, goddamn, now nah, I just lost his name. Just lost his name. Wide receiver in 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 uh Oakland. Randy Moss. Randy Moss. No, not even him. Well, no disres- I don't mean that disrespectfully to Moss because Moss was a fucking phenom. Uh, Changed game. Doing the dude that played for the Raiders. Tim Brown. Tim Brown. And the reason I say that, look at Tim Brown's stats, and then look at who was throwing him the ball. Mm-hmm. That's why I say Tim Brown. Oh, I- Tim Brown was steady for a long time. Yes. Yeah, Tim Brown top five. Tim Brown yeah. top Absolutely. five. Absolutely. Tim, 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 Tim Brown, he, he's very – Tim, Tim Brown is very under – is he in the Hall of Fame? I believe he, he is. should be. I believe yeah. he is. But yeah, yeah, he should be in the Hall he, – Tim Brown. Top five, all, top five hands down. Tim top Brown, five, Art Monk, uh, the tall guy that played – I forgot his name. Uh, I think it was Montgomery. Was it Montgomery? The tall the, – the, uh, uh, shit – he was tall as hell, but he was wide receiver for the Eagles. A lot of them got they, they underrated, very under. And Tim Brown was very underrated, very yeah, underrated. He played with shit quarterbacks for most of his career. And, and you know yeah. what? You know what helped change my mind on Tim Brown? Not that I thought Tim. Harold Brown Carmichael. That's what I'm thinking about. I'm, I'm sorry, it was Harold Carmichael I was thinking about. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And it's not that I thought Tim Brown was a chump, not at all. But what changed my mind on Tim Brown was when a Raiders fan said to me. Look at his stats. Look at who was throwing him the ball. And when he said that, I looked at his stats and I'm like, "Yeah, he, he's right." <laughs> because no, all due respect to Jeff Hostetler and Jay Schrader, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he he that, finally got a real quarterback when Rich Gannon so, got on the team. So that and that's what. So, so that's what I be telling people now about. They try to compare Julio Jones. To DeAndre Hopkins, I've said Julio Jones had a stable quarterback his whole career. Look at DeAndre Hopkins and look at his numbers. DeAndre Hopkins yeah. played with trash quarterbacks. Oh, yeah. Look at his Absolutely. numbers. Absolutely. Look at his numbers. Man, let me and Brandon, you tell me if you agree with this because you you are a Falcons fan. Yeah. I saw a post by a friend of mine today. Atlanta needs a new quarterback or something. No, like I don't agree with it. Something like that. I can't remember, but basically the the the, the gist of it was. Get that man out of town right now. We need somebody else. I said, even when y'all had a good quarterback, you wanted them gone. Yep. You had, a, in my opinion, a Hall of Fame quarterback. Absolutely. And you sent him packing. So. Yeah. No. Can I go ahead now? We're going to get this off my chest. <laughs> Please do. I've been saying. I've been saying. People I, on Atlanta fans about Matt Ryan. I've been saying for the longest time, number one, if you look at the numbers, Matt Ryan is a Hall of Fame quarterback. 
If you look at the numbers, the wins and losses, this is the winningest quarterback that the Atlanta Falcons have ever had. Atlanta Falcons and uh, Michael Vick did not win as much. The only thing that he did was he just did he, he did some football moves that we ain't never seen before. He was fast as hell. That was it. And if he would have put in his time and stayed out of fucking trouble, he probably would have he would have stayed around with us longer. We probably would have got a Super Bowl out of it and all the stuff that we wanted. Yep. The only reason why Matt Ryan lost that Super Bowl was because he listened to his damn idiot offensive coordinator. I was just about to say coaching. Because he listened because he listened to him instead of just saying, "No, nah, fuck this shit. This is real. This is football. We in the Super Bowl. Fuck this shit. We finna we, we we are about to run the damn ball and milk this clock so that way New England and Tom Brady ain't got time for them to come back because you knew they was going to make a comeback. That's the only thing I would ever hold against Matt Ryan ever. But for years, folks, you ain't getting me to Matt Ryan. We need a new quarterback. We need a new quarterback. Okay, so he finally left and we're off to the sunset. We have us a new quarterback. He's young. Now, did he catch on to the game as fast as some of these other quarterbacks? No. But he's young. He's competitive, and he plays. Does he make mistakes? Yes. Am I frustrated with him right now? Yes, I am. But <laughs> at the end of the day, I'm not going to sit here and say, we need another quarterback because the quarterback position is the toughest position in all sports. Every quarterback that comes out is not going to pan out, and I understand that. So if you got a quarterback that is, that is at least halfway decent, you ought to be thankful. Because there is so much trash out here on the market as it is. And also, you got to make sure that the quarterback that you pick up is able to run the system that you have. And is also, and is also willing to uh, just do the little things in order for them to not fuck up and get put on the bench. Because all these quarterbacks are not that great. Sorry. Hill Club. So, so I would much, so I, I would much, so I, I would much rather let doesn't let. If the opportunity comes, we can get somebody better. I'm not going to be opposed to it, but at the same time, I do understand it is coaching that is coaching and play calling that is involved in this too. The quarterback is only doing what he's asked to do, a hundred percent. And so, if he's asked to do certain things, he's asked to throw to this certain person or whatever. He's just only doing his job. If it works out, it works out. If it don't, it don't. And so, a lot of the times, I look at. I ain't got nothing to say about the defense this year. This is the best defense we've had in about five, six, seven, eight years. But as far as the offense goes, whoever the offensive coordinator is, and Art Smith, look, y'all need to stop trying to play, stop trying to play not to lose, and just let them boys get on out there and play. Because when you let them boys get on out there and play, we've seen what happens. Just let them play. And if you know what, hey, if Ritter fumble the ball, if you throw an interception, I ain't tripping about that. As long as it don't cost us the game. Because all the greats that did, they done fucked up some games before. People try to act like they ain't never happened. Yes, it did. All right? Melissa Morris, thank you for joining the show. We so, appreciate you being here. But that's, but that, but that's it, man. Atlanta Falcon fans get on my goddamn nerves sometimes. They want instant gratification. I'm like, bro, if you if you got to look at, you got to look at the whole, you have to look at the whole thing as a whole. And if you understood football, you would understand like it's more than just the quarterback. The quarterback not no robot. They can't just get out and just save you every single goddamn week. Hold on, the what? coaches got the coach. The coaches got to make got to call the correct plays to put you in a position to win on, as much as as much as possible. Melissa, yeah. Melissa, I just want to let you know. Yes, this is a wrestling podcast. We 
we we just ventured off into some football for just a moment. We just got finished watching uh, the debut match of both Sting and the Ultimate Warrior, and we drifted off into some football talk. So uh, please stick around. This is a wrestling podcast. <laughs> yeah, and then on top of that, Ron, Ron asked me to get in my bag about the Atlanta Falcons. I'm very passionate about it because I'm a real football fan. But that's all I had to say. I'm done. <laughs> oh, now, so allow me to... Um, you know what? No, I'm not going to address that because that could that could start that could lead to some other shit. So I'm, I'm going to say it. I'm going. No, no, no. I was I was going to talk about because uh, Hill Club mentioned uh, one of our uh, well, the, the most loyal fan and listener we have <laughs> mentioned Colin Kaepernick, and no, I was no, going to bring that up. Not <sighs> that I not that I think for as long as he's been gone, not that I think that he should be brought in right now. I'll just simply say that man got a raw deal. I agree. Opinion. I agree with that 100%. That's 100%. all I'll say, Hill Club. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, he, he definitely got black. He got, he got black ball from the league. Yes, he did. He was the um, He was basically the sacrificial lamb. And I hate to say it. So, so let, let, let's flip back to wrestling a little bit. Um, talking about Sting's retirement, do you think at Revolution he should get the main event? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. At WrestleMania, I felt that Ric Flair should have got the main event, but you know Ric Flair refused. But yeah, at Revolution, he absolutely, because that's not like WrestleMania or anything, he absolutely should get the main event. And they should close the show. With Sting should be the last image. He should, and he should close the show. I agree with Brandon. I totally agree with Brandon. Okay. Yeah, I, and not that I disagree. I just wanted to ask the question, um, because that's something that I meant to ask earlier, but just simply forgot. Um but yeah, I agree um, because I think, again, given what we know about Tony Khan and what we've seen from Tony Khan and the way he treats wrestlers, there's going to be a big celebration for Sting, uh, as rightfully there should be. So yeah, go ahead, put the put the championship match on before Sting and let Sting and whoever he ends up facing um, close out the show in the best fucking way possible. Um, Hill Club wanted to come on. Let me... Hill Club, go ahead and send a request. I'll bring you on. Savage One, thank you for joining the show. We appreciate you being here. And here's Hill Club. Hi, <laughs> right, gentlemen. Man? How are we doing? How are we all doing? And this hey, fine yeah, evening here. Hey, what's up, Hill Club, man? How, How you doing? doing? Uh, he's going to get uh, not much, not much. And uh, by the way, yeah, you're right. Colin Kaepernick, we got the real stick in the end of that deal of his football career. But once you're kneeling down and everything like that, I guess a lot of people hate you. Uh, but let's talk about something like you said about Sting in the main event. And I feel that, you know, a lot of these old wrestlers and everything that want to retire should get the final curtain call that they deserve so that way the fans can say, hey, this is what we've been waiting for. This is what we look forward to, seeing our idol for the last time in the ring to face whoever they stick up with. But, you know, Sting's wrestled for all these years. He's re- flirted about retirement so many times. Did it in Impact, did it in WWE, he did it, he's doing it now. Do I feel like he can go around a little bit longer? Maybe, maybe at his age of 64, I mean, he could still do it. And it shows on AEW that he can still jump off 
bust his back, you know, go through tables and everything, go through whatever. But, you know, it is time to pass the torch down. And I think him and Adam would be a great match paired because Adam said it. He came to AEW because him and Christian looked up towards Sting in their younger days. Adam never faced Sting. He's always wanted to. And if you look at it, Sting would be a great matchup for it. I don't know. I don't see anybody else doing it. You can't stick him with somebody now. And you don't, you can't stick up on anybody back then, except if you bring the great Muda. Probably out of nowhere. Let's not do that. <laughs> yeah, let's not do that. Let's not go backwards in time. And Rick, Rick Flair doesn't have any more retirement matches out down the road, does he? But, but before, no. before you go any further here, Club, did y'all see that Rick Flair said he's getting the itch again? Yes. Yeah, I yes. I've seen that. And I'm like, well, I think, no. I think, no, I, think no. I, I think for any for any wrestler that's been doing it that long, of course they're going to get the itch. I, I think, but I don't think he's going to go through I with mean it. this. As respectfully as I can, I think it's because he's a junkie to wrestling. <clears throat> yeah. Go oh God! Me. Look at the look at the look at the years that Flair was in the ring and all the things he did. Of course, he's going to have that itch and everything. At one point, there was rumors of him and Ricky Steamboat for one last match. Hill Club, we we were there watching that match live, and I can tell you, um. Rick Flair doesn't have any business doing another match. No, absolutely not. I saw it on TV, and I was like, no, that's it. And he looked like, you know, his arms were spaghetti strings. He could not move. He got tired about five minutes after the match. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was, I mean, Andrade worked a majority of that match, and what, what Flair did... I'll be respectful and say he did the best that he could do at that point, but yeah. it was not pretty. Um, I don't know. You watched it on TV. I don't know if you could see it on TV, but we saw it live. He's standing in the corner just grasping Gas- the air. Gasper, yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say that. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I mean, you know, Jay Letho and Jared, they both worked on this piece very well, and they knew what they were getting themselves into when Flair's in the ring. And I'm sure people in the background are like, okay, have 911 on standby if something happens, God forbid, at his age. But I just don't see Flair getting in another matchup. And if he is with who? Who is going to fight face a 70-something-year-old man? You don't need to do that. No, I, I don't see that happening. Um, yeah, please, Flair, don't do it again. <laughs> don't do it again. We we enjoyed seeing you in Nashville. It was great for what it was, but please don't do it again, sir. Please. Yeah. Please. Oh. <laughs> I mean, Sting's younger. Of course, he's got a little bit more spunk in him than Flair. But uh, when I heard Flair wanted to get back in the ring again, I'm like, no. Sit there and just enjoy retirement, please. please. Because he, he's now. I'm not going to say he's worth more money now than he was at the at the height of his career. Um, he was probably worth more at the height of his career, even though he was blowing all that money. But dude went from like taking a job from WWE because he couldn't pay his bills 
and and I'm not speaking ill of Flair. We all know that. We've we've seen the story. But um, he went from taking the job from WWE because he needed to pay his bills to being worth like a million plus now with all the yeah. endorsements and all of that he's got. Yeah, absolutely. I and mean, he jumped ship and he went back to WCW. He hit the jackpot. Yeah. And look, look what he did afterwards when he came back. He reformed the horseman how many times? One, two, three times? Twenty. <laughs> well, when he came back, the first time when he was around, it was around like about 17 times. <laughs> and let's sting, you know, let's go back to sting. Sting, he, with all the rewards that he's got and all the titles, obviously someone who's got more credentials and more accolades that he deserves. Nobody's going to outdo that. Nobody's going to duplicate it. Not one bit. No, not at all. Not at all. So, um, Hill Club, we're going to go ahead and uh, and drop you off right now, and then we're going to get ready to close out the show, talk about some things we want to do in the next uh, upcoming weeks, um, and talk more about what we talked about last week, and um, things of that nature, just getting ready to close out the show. So anything you want to say oh, before, yeah. before you drop off? Yes, I will be waiting for Monday night because I know Monday we're gonna be, you guys are going to be doing uh, live feed again yes, as well. I, I, am I am going to talk about that before we get off the air. I want to remind Awesome. You. I can't wait. I cannot wait. And Brandon, um, yeah, I didn't check my football scores this week, but uh, if you lost or if you won, congratulations or a tough luck. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, 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 you know what? <laughs> you got him choking. You I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in several leagues, so it's hard for me to keep, to catch up. But I'll I know it is. But, but you know what? I'm I will give you all three. So I'm like, hopefully, at least I got two out of three this week. Well, I will give you my cat, cat off my hat head here, and you did win against me last week. So congratulations on that one. But remember. Remember, there's always payback, and you may not win the second time around. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. We're going to see. You know, I'm, I'm a, it's, it's a reason why, it's, there's a reason why I stay quiet. Because everybody be like, why you don't ever talk at the group chat? I ain't got nothing to say. I'm just going to let my scores do the talking. The only way that I lose is if somebody, you know, some, some, some fugazi stuff happened. But, you know, hey, man, thank you for the congratulations. And you put up a good fight as well. Because I was, I was, well, no, nah, I ain't going to lie. Yeah, I, I wasn't nervous at all. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, um, oh wow! Well, hey, man, confidence but, hey, there. Okay, I but, see. Hey, hey, Hill Club. Hey, man, you 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 a good sport, man. I can do fans. I can do fans football with you any day. So of course, hey, and I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the next one. Exactly, looking forward to the next one. And next year, Kurt, everybody, if you guys want to join, let me know. I will extend the leagues further out this year. We have ten. I think we're going to do twelve next year to see if we can get a couple people in. Little by little, you know. Get back in next year. Yeah, come it's on, fun. you come gotta on, get back run. in. Come on, yeah, man. Yeah, come on, run. It's fun, man. Yeah, that way we can beat you and everything. Wait a minute now. Shot <laughs> Shit. All right. Oh, man. come on. As always, Hill Club, we appreciate you. We appreciate the uh, the weekly support um, online. Everything. Thank you for sharing this show with uh, with friends, uh, Melissa. We would love to have you back weekly. Um, feel free to drop in. We'll get you on the show sometime. We would love to hear a, uh, a female perspective on the wrestling business. That's something we haven't had on the Absolutely. show before. Um, but he'll go. 
Hill Club, thank you, man. We appreciate you. Anytime, guys. As always, see you next week. All right. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, man. All right. Let's get ready to wrap this up here. Um, as Hill Club mentioned, um, tomorrow um, I do – this is Ron speaking, in case you didn't know. Um, I do plan to do a raw watch-along tomorrow uh, live feed. We won't be – I won't have raw on the screen. We'll be looking at each other, talking to each other. Um, as we watch Raw, um, I know for um, uh, job reasons, Brandon won't be able to join us. Uh, unfortunately, we'll we'll do one of these for a pay-per-view when Brandon's able to join us. Kurt has uh, familial responsibilities and his work schedule, so I'm not sure if he's going to join us. No pressure at all whatsoever, Kurt. Um, but I will be hosting a live watch-along of Monday Night Raw tomorrow. I do plan to do the entire three hours. We'll see how that goes. But <laughs> but tomorrow, uh, check us out um, online. I will be posting the link there at 7.50 p.m. Eastern time to join the live, uh, the live chat. And uh, we're going to have some fun. Uh, my, my friend Jamie and her husband are supposed to be joining us. So, We'll see. Uh, we'll see what goes on tomorrow, and then I'll I'll keep you guys in the loop about possibly doing more of these, uh, especially with pay per views and things of that nature. Um, looking forward to it. Um, as you know, we talked last week about um, some of the upcoming changes for the show as we head into the final part of 2023. Definitely looking forward to these changes. Um, Kurt, Brandon, and I are going to be getting together face-to-face uh, at some point in the near future to uh, work on the video aspect of this. I am going to be meeting with a friend of mine outside of Wrestling With My Thoughts so they could give me some pointers and teach me a little bit in terms of um, video graphics and things of that nature, uh, how to get call-ins and, and things like that, just – a lot of different changes, a lot of different things that we want to do and can't wait to get started in that. Um, Brandon and Kurt, I didn't talk about this uh, prior to with you gentlemen, but what I would like to do um, leading up to Sting's retirement, um, I would like to watch a match of some significance um, for Sting in his career from now until uh, Revolution. If that's okay with you, gentlemen. Hey, as long as we can do um, Sting versus Cactus Jack Beach Blast '92, yes, we get to go. And, and we're, we're going to okay some. with me. Okay, cool. We can do I love that. It. Yeah, I love it. I, I absolutely. Second, and we're definitely going to get in. We're definitely going to get in Sting and Cactus Jack. We're definitely going to get in uh, Sting and Vader. Um, those. Are oh, 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 oh! Hey, 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 man! Yo, that was an underrated. That was a very underrated rivalry right mm-hmm. there. Sting versus Vader. <laughs> I also, so, yeah. I also would like to watch. We're definitely going to watch the match between him and Flair at uh, Clash of Champions, where he won his first championship. That's that's without question. Um, I also want to watch the match where he blew out his Achilles. Now the match isn't with Sting; it's him climbing on a, uh, a steel cage. But there's a, <clears throat> there's a funny story behind that for me. Um, I almost got into a fight at school over that match. Um, 
I think I know which one you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. So um, I remember watching that when I was younger too. But I was not not live, of course. I was still a baby. Yeah. But Hill Club yeah. said, "Stone I, I and Rude." We'll we'll watch that. Um, we'll we'll put our three heads together and we'll come up with a list of matches uh, that we're going to watch involving Sting uh, as we build up to his his career-ending match. Uh, that sounds really yeah. dark, but his retirement damn. match. It's hard to say. <laughs> it's really hard to say. Like, like damn. Like, <laughs> it is. It's really hard to say. So before we get out of here, Brandon, you got anything you want to say to the good people of the internet? Hey, uh, shout out to the people of the internet. You all have a great week. <laughs> Enjoy this nice fall weather, this football uh, it's officially football weather. We in October. It's almost Halloween. Be safe, everybody, and all that good shit. And is it? That's all I got to say. All right, Kurt. What do you got to say? He's on mute. He said me in the moment, but ah, well, probably, probably the usual. Y'all have a good week, and that's it. Allow me to say that I can't wait for next week. You know what? Hey man, I got a new toy. I got to play with it. Wait, I, 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 that, that I, I, I see. I see. <laughs> you know what? I see. You know what? Got to move Yeah. Okay. I see. All right. I see. All right. Kurt, Kurt's on mute right now, but we're running. I'm here. I'm here. Oh, no, he's, he's, he's back. No, 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 he's back. He's back. What you got? What we talking about? Uh, just close uh, have out. a good, have a good evening. All right. I was just <laughs> I wasn't prepared for that. I told you. <laughs> All right, man. Kurt, go ahead and close us out of here, if you will, good sir. Peace. 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 Have a good week, y'all.